Awesome, right. Welcome back to the Bottom Third Podcast. I am Dave. Joining me as co-host is... Ricky Vett. And we've got a guest on today who is an ex-policeman and is currently working as... Is it MPGS? Or MGS? MGS. MGS. So not quite as Ali. Missing a, missing a letter, basically. <laughs> missing a letter, missing half a brain cell. Love it. <laughs> it's, so, it's dyslexic version. <laughs> the dyslexic version. Right, um, so we'll, what we'll do, we'll, because me and Ricky have obviously introduced ourselves in the past, from now on, our new guest is going to have to do a bit of an icebreaker, so just like a one-minute spiel about yourself, so the audience sort of knows what you're about. Like Blind Date, tell yourself. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, um, my, my name's Ken Show, and um, basically I um, originally was uh, part of uh, Police Force, which is the area where I live, which is Bedfordshire. Um, and then I moved over to another police force, British Transport Police. Uh, in total, I was in the police for about eight years. Um, uh, then I, when I came out of the police, I had a little bit of a break, um, and the job with the MGS came up, which is the MOD Guard Service. Uh, they've come up, and uh, they tend to take on people that are ex-military. It seems to be a job that most most people go into from ex-military or uh, police. Um, so when I had my interview, it was pretty much straight in because, the, you know, my background. Uh, after that, it was the training was cut short because of a lot of the, the training I'd, I'd got already in the police was, was useful. So uh, that's what I do now. I'm uh, also a part-time magician. Uh, I do magic in my spare time, member of the Magic Circle. And I also teach martial arts, which I've been doing for 49 years, which will be 50 years next year. So I've got a question straight in for a question. So yeah. I'm going to have a stab in the dark here at how you got into magic. So let me guess. I reckon you were working as British Transport Police. You're seeing a, a homeless person there with his little cheap Argos magician set. And you've <laughs> obviously come across, stole his magician set, kicked him out the platform and started doing it yourself at home because you'd, you'd obviously confiscated it. <laughs> and then and then it led from there. But that's my theory. <laughs> Oh, well, it, it was actually two homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you, did you buy any or did you keep robbing they, it off stage they, performers? They were sharing this uh, this magic set which somebody gave them, and uh, I thought, being police, I'd confiscate that. And of course, lo and behold, I got into magic. <laughs> so so you, you, I'm right. I'm sure. You, I bet that's what happened. You seen someone doing magic in the on the platform. You said you can't do it here. It's and then kicked them off and stole the magic. Uh, okay, you want me to tell the real real reason I got into magic? Okay, got to, yeah, well, to be I, I was going to add to that a little bit. I was going to say, if well, you was police instead of confiscating, you just use your martial arts on them. Say, so, listen, mate, give me some of that fucking, <laughs> give me some of that kit there. Well, that's cool. Fucking karate chop to the neck. <laughs> Make your neck disappear. Uh, yeah, the, the the real the real reason I got into magic was because I got extremely depressed when I came out of the police. Uh, it was it was a really really bad bad uh, and dark time you know for me and it, really really bad I, I don't want to go into how bad it was and, um, and but the um what happened was um i come across a magician uh online uh in, in australia and uh he he'd done uh sort of uh tutorials online which i started learning and uh, then I told him my story and I said that, you know, it was his his tutorials that helped me. And he actually used my used my example when he was doing lectures all over the world. He, he actually said that he went to America and he, he gave this example about how magic helped me. So magic was a therapy. It, it been on, on the serious side. It was a therapy that 
that uh, it kind of was a massive distraction. And then um, within, I think it was within about a year and a half of, of taking it up, I managed to get into the Magic Circle. I passed my exam and become a full member of, of the Magic Circle. So, yeah, it's, uh, it took me down a whole new path. So I'll bring in as well, just um, for, for, for the viewers, so obviously you know Richard Jones. He he's a he was a serving soldier at the time, and he won Britain's Got Talent. I think 2016. Uh, we're going to get him on the podcast. He said he'll come on. Um, I know him on TikTok, and he's also yeah. obviously he is a magician and won Britain's Got Talent. So he'd be an interesting guest because there was this old saying, and I didn't know how true true the dit was that if you make more than your commanding officer, you then get asked to leave because you're basically you're fucking better than you see. Oh, you? you're making more fucking bags than him so yeah i don't, don't know how true that dit is but that's apparently the case you know I've, no I've heard the same thing and another thing as well lads that just goes to fucking show if you've got ptsd all you have to do use a bit of magic make a biff chit appear and all your fucking problems yeah. are solved <laughs> and that's why that's why i, that's why I, started, I actually genuinely started learning hypnosis and the only reason i stopped was because i uh went to afghan mm. and ended up wrapping it in but i was learning hypnosis and it, it did work because I, I, I used it and literally started hypnotising people. And the reason I, I honestly... Oh, Ricky, leave... Ricky, what's going on here? Who are you hypnotising? <laughs> no, listen, I was a female, but no, I didn't do anything bad. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, would, I learned hypnosis because I seen my girlfriend at the time got hypnotised and she was the biggest wuss. And I seen her get hypnotised and thought, there's no way she would have acted like that on stage. And I thought, if I, if I learn hypnosis... I could hypnotise my troop commander and get promotion and shit. So <laughs> my, my logic was I could use hypnosis to, you know, make my career better, but obviously it didn't work like that once I got, you know. It's understandable just, why you've got 200,000 followers on TikTok now, because you just hypnotise yeah. everyone on every video. <laughs> See, that's it. So that's, I've, that's I've, good, I've got a question. Yeah. I've got a question about the police itself. So were you firearms trained at any point? No, I uh, never took any firearms training in the police, no, because in, in the police, it, it's optional. Um, that's the difference between, see, that that's a good point what you raised there. That's the difference between the MGS and the uh, MPGS. The the, MG, the MPGS are an armed guard service and the MGS yeah. are the unarmed guard service, non, non-armed service. So, um, no, I never took it because um, I'm glad I didn't. Take, take up our firearms in the police because um, you know there's been a lot of you must have seen the news. There's been a lot of yeah. uh, kick up about. I mean, one of the things that my, my old partner that, that I used to go out with on the uh, you know when we were like working together and we used to go out patrols. One of the things I said to him was about, are you going to apply for it? And he said, well, this sounds a bit harsh, but he said, well, no, it's, that's another thing they can sack you for. And, well, do you know uh, what? As well, you don't you don't want it because that that way you don't have to do your you know your weapon. Yeah, don't do range days. You know, getting your weapon out at zero three hundred. You know, up at zero three hundred to go on a pissed cold range. Yeah, at thirteen hundred. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So okay. Exactly. So what I've deduced now is that the P and MPGS stands for firearms, spelt PH. That's what you've. Mm-hmm. That's what you've just well, told it's, me. It's the, the 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 MPGS stands for the Province Guard, oh. and uh, M- MGS stands for MOD Guard. So yeah, it, it's, it's two different. It's like you've got yeah. the you've got the RAF police, and then you've got the, um, the RAF you know you've got the, the, the RAF police, and then you've got the you know and then you've got the, the military police, and then you've got the um, the MOD police. 
Well, yeah, uh, well, the military, the military progress guard services, you've got to be ex-military. I think you've got to have done at least uh, four years or whatever. And and they obviously, like say, they they carry, they have to do fitness tests, they have to do weapon handling, and it, they even can have accommodation in the block as well, you know. And they wear the uniform, they wear the, they wear green kit. Yeah, I mean, the, that's the good. The good thing about the MOD police is that. Um, you've got to do the, the firearms training. Um, you know, it's, it's a complete... I mean, what, what was amazing, I seen them when I was at Weathersfield. That's, that's where we did our training. And uh, their uniforms were almost identical to what we had in BTP. Um, but they wore their epaulets in a different place. That's all. And uh, I, got, I got talking to some of them about the training. And they actually told me, they said that... Um, uh, any, any police officers that are listening to this would know what I'm talking about when I say... Uh, you study pace, and pace is what they were studying. I said, I said, isn't it different here? And they said, no, it's it's exactly the same. We study the the same law, pace as as the the normal street coppers. Uh, the only difference with us is we learn we just have firearms. Um, we, it's compulsory to have firearms, whereas in the normal police, it's a choice. You you don't have to have it. So um, did you did you have a taser then? Because I'm I'm trying to get to the bottom of something. No. Didn't, I didn't even, didn't even, didn't, didn't no even. No pepper spray, no nothing. No, uh, talking uh, about yeah, yeah, pepper spray and, and uh, cuffs, yeah. But the, what it is, is when in British Transport Police, we never had, we never, we were the only unarmed um, police force in the UK. We were the only the, that didn't have uh, uh, any arms. And that came in about, I'm guessing here, I think it came in about 2011. It came in just before the Olympics. I know that, 2012. And that was, uh, that was when British Transport Police actually started carrying arms and it was only just before um that the arms came in that tasers came in so up until uh, sort of like when i joined uh, british transport police and about i moved over there in 2008 they didn't have tasers when i when i joined and uh they they brought out the tasers but when they first started the tasers you had to be part of a special unit you had to be part of a unit to get tasers but then after about a year they dropped it, and they said anyone can apply for it. And, and that's almost. In, cool. I'll interrupt on on tasers. So when I was obviously as EOD, we used to go around to police stations. Um, uh, in my patch, we had the SBS in in pool. Uh, we used to go and cut, like get amnesty tins and and dispose of things. And mm -hmm. so we got first dibs on all sorts. So going to special forces bases, you're getting flashbangs. You're getting you're getting all sorts. And in police stations, we were getting. Um, like half dis dispensed CS sprays. So you can imagine us. Uh, if I got one of them, I'd go knock on my, my mate's door and just, he'd open it and just spray him straight in the face with CS. And, <laughs> and stuff like that. But we weren't supposed to do that. But, you know, Mate, I'm out, I'm out do you know what I'm trying to figure out now? If someone's ever tried to put a claymore in a fucking amnesty bin. Oh, I'll tell you that. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, do you know what's mad, though? Because it, it, it's shocking. Like, you'd be in the in like the garage where the, the bomb trucks are and stuff and someone would just throw something in you wouldn't know what it was so you just close your eyes and cover your ears not knowing what, what's about to explode and one, one of the lasses not at my troop she got hold of a taser and decided to keep it um, for herself but obviously in the UK that's classed as a firearms offence so it, it's the same it's basically the same as being caught with a 9 milli having a a 9 milli a taser yeah. So, 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 so does MC so Ricky. CCS comes under the firearms because, um, in fact, uh, it, when in fact when it first when the tasers first sort of was being uh, reeled out to the police, that that was sort of like 
back in the uh, you know just after 2000 i think no 2005 when they, when they first when they first started getting them as a whole um i remember one of the sergeants in custody saying that that um the the actual cs gas came up higher on on the section 1 than than the actual um tasers you know, because so, that's that's the section it comes under, and um, I think it's section one. I mean, it's been so long since I've been in there now, but but yeah, I mean, British Transport Police. We we had got we got to remember the people say say uh, captor, right? Captor is what we had in in British Transport Police. It's a it's a, a version of pepper gas, uh, whereas the most police like the Metropolitan have CS. So we had we had captor. Captor well, was just done the same job. But it was actually pepper, pepper uh, spray. I, I have something perfectly legal. I have legal CS. It's called deep heat, and it's it's for two footed <laughs> tin. And I keep it in my car in my door panel. And if anyone tries to hijack me, they're getting deep heat straight in the face. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's legal well, and it's stupid. Do you know what? There is actually a, a legal spray that you can buy. It's yeah. um, it's one that yeah links. <laughs> no, seriously, there's one that you can buy. It's, it's actually it, what it is. When you spray the person, um, it leaves like that um, uh, smart water on them, which means that, like, if and it's, it's specifically coded. So, for example, if someone attacked you, but you can buy these off of eBay, and I think oh, you you wanna, them. if it doesn't burn them, you want to make them suffer. But the trouble is, because some of them, like, that they actually mark. The, they mark if you damage someone's clothing the catch 22 is if someone was going to mug you and you damage their clothing they can do you for criminal damage that's so, brilliant law, I, i've heard law. i've heard so many stories about people breaking into someone's house and they've cut themselves on the glass because they've broken through the window and then they've sued the person that the, the, like the house that they're robbing well exactly dave you could you could you could be six foot right you could be six foot five and i've got a low roof and i haven't got a warning sign because i'm not six foot five i haven't got a warning saying you know caution don't bang your head and you bang your head and then try and sue me because you broke in my house and I don't have a warning for, for burglars. No so, so does that mean they need to put warning signs in the back of TCVs? Because it doesn't actually say that you need to wear your helmet on the back of a TCV. There's no warning signs. So lads <laughs> can quite happily take them off and sue the MOD. Lads, get it done. Get it done. Stop banging your so, heads. So is it, this is going back to the uh, guard the guard side of it. So in Northern Ireland, when I was there, like my first... My first, like, I've got sent to Northern Ireland. Well, I was actually just before my 18th. So I wasn't allowed to leave camp until I turned 18. And, oh, God, it's, it's grimness. This is, I may as well spin a dip while I'm at it. Um, <laughs> got, got to my room. I got picked, we got to the airport, and there was this thing called Smith Air. And it, it, you basically, everyone knew what it was, and you'd press this buzzer, and it'd be a squaddy dressed as, like, a civvy, a civvy airport person. And you'd go sit in this little room, and then someone would pick you up. At Moscow Barracks, and then I'll take to Moscow Barracks, and then you get picked up from there. And then I got to my room, four man room, and just got issued some itchies and scratchy blankets. Yeah, man. And they were like, tea in the bar in 10 minutes. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to square my bed space away and I'll, you know, I'll have a drink tomorrow. And they went, no, you'll be at the bar in 10 minutes. And I was like, no, I'm not old enough. I'm only 17. I went, no, you'll be at the bar. And I was like, <laughs> got to the bar, and then it was just, I was around these big, scary fucking men. You know, they're all big ass men. I'm fucking eight stone, wet through. And then the, the, it's horrible. And then the, the, straight away, I'm, I'm having a lick belly button fluff out of this big <laughs> fucking goat's belly button. Oh, it was awful. It was fucking horrible. I, I think that's where I get my PTSD from, actually. Do you know what? The, there was a story that I heard, and I don't know if it's a dip, 
but there was some random guy he was actually currently serving at the time and he just took it upon himself to test the readiness of a random battalion. So we drove down the motorway, like dressed in full like, you know, Taliban attire. Drove down Taliban the motorway with, with with a with a vest. With a vest on in the car. And then he just pulled up outside a random camp and just charged the lad on the front gate. Okay. No he, he just took it upon himself to test the readiness. Luckily the lad didn't fucking brass him up, but if, I'd probably try and butt stroke him. <laughs> What do you do? Imagine some fucking random block running no, at you with a vest. You'd be like, what? When, you, when you're holding a rifle in your hand, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I think I would just try to butt-stroke him. <laughs> I it's mean, a... if he's got a vest, I ain't butt-stroking no one. Or, or, or use it like a, a baseball bat. Just pick your weapon up by the, uh, <laughs> by the barrel and just swing it at him. So, Cancho, I've got a question for you. So, yeah. I don't know how how familiar you are with my TikTok in terms of, like, the skits. But there's a there's a character on there called Willow, and he's basically, he's an utter mong. He, like, he just can't function within the army, no matter how much people try to help him. I just want to know yeah. if there's a similar thing within the police. If there's any mongs, any any people that you look at and think, how are you in the police? Uh, basically, yeah, we did. We had one guy who uh, wasn't functioning properly, and, um, you know, they, they moved him from station to station. They moved him to our station, and this is quite sad, really, because what it is is he he had schizophrenia. Uh, now they what? sacked him out. Schizophrenia. So they put stuck on the job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now this is this is what this is why they run him out of the police. Me, because, myself, and Irene rings rings a bell. Because, uh, they they run him out of the police because um, he actually well, he didn't put it down on your police application that he had schizophrenia. Brilliant. So not they, not they, big deal, is it really? But well, the thing is, he, how do you put it on the, on his form? I, I think he was worried that they wouldn't have accepted him. But by by law, I think discrimination wise, they could have, they should have accepted him. But he, that's what that's what got got him out of there. But he was very very complicated. The guy was just a nightmare to work with. Uh, I, I I I daren't tell you some of the things that he 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 did. They were just really shocking. Oh, was uh, it like trying yeah, to arrest well, trees and stuff like that? Oh well, uh, yeah, no, no, worse than that. It, it, well, I'll give you an example. For example, if you've if you've actually got to go out and deliver the death message to a family, oh, no. uh, and you send a guy out like that, who's got uh, schizophrenia, who will change from one personality to another, uh, and uh, you know, and he's delivering the message, you know, there was all sorts of problems with him, um, and uh, yeah, he got moved from station to station, and they, they, that's how the police do it. They think that. They just move you, and they think that will solve the problem, and it's a fresh start. What? Eventually, they, they got rid of him. What, what did he say to this family when he was delivering the death message? Well, let's put it this way. Uh, surprise, well, surprise. Not, <laughs> not, not, not worse than that. Apparently, after he told them one, one particular person, he started laughing after he said delivered the message. So, <laughs> you imagine, you know, for it, me, it, that's it, good. It's, it's trying to make, like, because yeah. if, if I see someone cry, it makes me want to cry. If someone laughs, I'm more likely to laugh. No, that's oh, that's not good at oh. all, Ricky. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine your ch- right. Imagine right. Okay, I'm a dad. My fucking son's gone out to fucking Afghanistan. Right, he's passed away sadly. Some fucking colour boy walks up to my door with schizophrenia and goes, "Your son's dead." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You don't. You don't want that. I mean, but I, I'd seen some very strange things in the police. But you know, the, sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you did in 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 you know in the army as well. Um, but- being, being in the police as well, 
especially transport police, come on, you must have fucking had some drunken knobhead soldiers. Like, I remember a lad who was coming home from Iraq and he was still in uniform, started getting pissed on the train in uniform and then started fucking scrapping with civvies in uniform, obviously get some shit. Like, you can't start drinking Stellas in green kit and start fighting civvies on the train. I can honestly say I don't recall coming across any drunk uh, squaddies or anything like that. I do, really? I did come across squaddies, hey, but they were never drunk. No, not not on not not. I mean, you know, I I did I, I did have a squaddy once in custody, but this wasn't in BTP, and uh, he was he was nicked twice. Uh, he was nicked twice, and that that was because he he broke uh, a curfew uh, that he wasn't supposed to make contact with his his uh, ex girlfriend. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the one of the officers ringing up saying, uh, I'm ringing up in relation to Private, whatever his name was. So he was obviously, he was probably just only out of phase one. Here's one for you. Well, so did, did hold, on, hold, hold on, was he a Private or a Kingsman? I need to know this because this sounds like a very similar story. Yeah, I mean, Private, he's probably 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 only just out of phase two, he? you know, at that stage. Oh. Um But, um, but yeah, I, I remember that. that. But other than that, no, I, I don't, I don't recall... Coming across well, any in, in London. <laughs> on that note, so you, you must have seen it even on TikTok or when it was on telly. Uh, a soldier, uh, sorry, a veteran got arrested. Uh, I think he was drink, drink driving or something. Anyways, they've got him in the station and he starts going, I will only speak to military police. And he's a civvy now, by the way. And he's going, My, <laughs> uh, but the, the question he goes, I am 251, you know, <laughs> number, going, private something. I will only speak to a military policeman. And it's like, Mate, you're a veteran, and he's 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 acting like he's a prisoner of war. He's only given his like religion, his fucking army number, his rank. That's good drills, mate. That's how you get. That's fucking. <laughs> that's getting away with shit. That. Well, well you know, my I mate mean... did before. My mate did. We got pulled by the police, and he didn't have a seatbelt on in the back. And it was a random VCP in Northern Ireland, and obviously we weren't working. And he'd just been promoted to Landsjack, and the coppers went, "Right, you've no seatbelts." He's like, "I am." Lance Corporal, because he was, cause he had a rank, he thought that he had one over on the uh, office. He's like, I am Lance Corporal, I am 2-5. And he thought that he was a Lance Corporal. He's trying to tell the copper what to do because he's like, you're only a PC, I'm a Lance Corporal. <laughs> I nearly, I'll tell you what, I nearly seen a punch-up the other day between a Lance Corporal and a Corporal. Oh, here we um, go. Over all of that. And that was that was um, part of the uh, QMs. They, they're working in the QMs, and uh, um, what the the, uh, the delivery came in, and he he passed it on to the Lance Corporal, and he he, he went no, and uh, <laughs> oh that was it. They, I thought I thought there was going to be a punch up there and then in, inside the compound. I was quite shocked. It's, uh, it's always good so to see yeah, a two IC sacking off surprised. his admin. I think I think well, when people get to Corporal, they get a little bit a little bit more chest pushing. It was out, the first. It's the first thing. That, when you get on what they call the ladder, you know, you, you get your first banana and you feel like, now I don't have to empty bins, I can tell someone else to do it. Do you know what I mean? And, it, you know, so then full screws like section commander. And so, yeah, it's naturally your first bit of power. You, you're going a bit of a power trip. But going to mm. that, we had a lad, we had a lad years ago. He, um, he's from Middlesbrough, he was on duty driver. He had an army Land Rover, decided to drive all the way from down south right up to home in the duty driving. Land Rover went AWOL with an army Land Rover and <laughs> literally they sent the, they sent the police round to his house instantly. He parked an army Land Rover on his drive, so it wasn't <laughs> even discreet. So the police rock up, fucking, there's a wolf on his drive. And he said he remembers the door knocking and he looked and he seen the police out the front and he looked out, the police out the back 
So he just said he just laid on his bed, laid flat as he could in his bed with his duvet over him, just laid flat. <laughs> and the cop came and just ripped the duvet off him and went, right, come on. Like, listen, <laughs> imagine just thinking, I can't escape. So he laid as flat as he could under his duvet, like they wouldn't pull it off him. That's fucking oh, good. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? You just let me tell you something real quick. You're going to crack up at this one. They tell you something that happened to a copper, uh, and it's very similar to what you just said. Um, there was uh, a guy. He turned up. At, I wasn't there, by the way. I was not actually present when this happened, and I'm glad I wasn't. Um, he turned up at, uh, at our station, and he asked for a lift home because he was completely bladdered. And uh, all all the um, response units were in, and they said, "What do you think this is? Do you think this is a Lima Foxtrot taxi service?" And uh, so they they wouldn't give him a, give him a lift. So he helped himself to a set of keys off the wall, which was for an unmarked car. He drove across the road. As he was driving across the road, he realised he'd got no petrol. So he was like, "Oh damn!" So he drove into the station to fill it up, staggering around, and the Metropolitan Police came by. Um, we call them the Met Pole, and they came by, seen him, and arrested him. Uh, but guess what? He got what? off with it. He got, got off with it. it. He got off with it. We called him Danny Hynox. Do you know what? This is. The, the, I don't mind giving this secret away. The reason he got off with it, I found out through my old skipper. Sorry, we, that's, that's our old sergeant. Uh, we found out that what it is, is that particular car that he jumped in, um, an inspector borrowed it to go to Northern Ireland for the weekend. Uh, I don't know what, what the business was in Northern Ireland, but... And if they looked it up, they would have found and it. And he, he had an accident. He, he, he pranged it. So he wanted to leave it in that station until it got repaired and put it back. So, of course, he called up the um, the, dep the dep chief at the Met and said, look, um, well, I don't know what they are in, in the Met, but they're different to us, the dep, uh, dep chief, and said, uh, can you do us a favour and let this one roll? Because... Uh, if if this goes into full investigation, the vehicle. I'm going to get done. So lo and behold, a drunk copper got off of it. That's if that was me or you, if that was me or you, we'd be nicked. Well, is that that guy now? Have you seen the guy? Well, he was. He's, he's still well. I've heard he's been pushed out since I left, but he turned up at my commendation night. Complete. Well, he turned up, got his uh, award for colleague of the year. I got my award for uh, commendation for uh, fighting a guy in. Tom's mong of the year. <laughs> yeah. And um, he basically, he was on his way home and he was pissing in a bin and a copper stopped him and he went, he goes, what do you think you're doing? He says, I can do what I like when I've got this commendation and he showed it to him. Oh, <laughs> and he got, he got nicked for that and he got off with that as well. Anyone who does that, anyone who says, do you know who I am? Fuck off your bell end. <laughs> um, have you seen that guy now though, the chief constable, I want to call him a constable, but anyways, yeah. he, he, he knows fine well, he, Claimed he was an officer and served ten years in the navy. Turned out he did two years, got oh, out. Yeah, I've seen and, that. Yeah. And his brother's still alive. And he was like, "Oh, my brother, give me a... if someone gives me medals, I can't just fucking rock around wearing them every day. Like if 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 someone give me them and they died, I might wear them on Remembrance Sunday for them. But mounting them with mine and wearing them day to day in my uniform and on an official police press release, Falklands War veteran, even though he was fifteen. Is that is that the block that had the fucking Victoria Cross as well? No, no, he just had he, he had Northern Ireland and um, Falklands War, but he, he served two years as a he was a, he was a seaman literally, fucking bit of spunk. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a wallamity, and he hundred percent. There's no excuses. He knows what he was doing. Yeah. If the chief of police doesn't understand how medals work, 
Yeah, I've seen, I've seen my, my, I mean, I won't say which, but one of one of my, because I had quite a few sergeants wearing military medals at my commendation when I went to get my commendation. And uh, I was talking to him at a later stage and he said to me, oh, I was only in the army three months. I was thinking, what? Where did he get all these medals? Fucking idiot. With with Walsh, right, you cannot get away. You can be a Walsh for so long, but you will always get caught, even the bloaters or even... If you're ex-military, you cannot get away with it. It's like like me when I first started this half, everyone's going, you're a waltz and all this shit. And I'm like, right. And now I'm like, I've got 240,000 followers. If I was a waltz, I think I'd have been, and bear in mind, I'm known in the military community. Now everyone knows me. You could not lie because if I lied, I, I would have been outed by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's Yeah. A bloater yeah. or a waltz gets caught instantly. And you're not going to lie about being fucking RLC. Do you know what I mean? Fuck my life. Hey, Walt's about that. I mean, would have Walt, would it be SAS? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be pretend to be one. Yeah, SAS. You might get away with it if you pretend That'd to be, be SAS. That'd be the most embarrassing so. thing in the world. Being an RLC Walt. What the fuck? That's <laughs> fucking dirty. That's. That's. Do you know what? I'd rather be. I'd rather be a freaking Ricky Vet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can keep that. (laughs) Sorry, get rid of that. that. I'll blur it. It's it's funny because uh, when I was walking, I was having a lunch break, uh, I think it was yesterday, and I I had my phone and I showed Ricky where I was on the camp and I showed him the bit that I was walking out and he goes, oh, that's that secret bit where they do all the interrogation. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was like, I was thinking to myself, when you were saying that, I was thinking, I hope we got the, uh, you know, the two IC ain't nearby because he's normally walking his dog around there and I thought, oh, I'll be in trouble here. That's why I went. I can't say too much. Well, but... well I, I spoke about this on a podcast before, but it, I'll, I'll say it again now because it's a fresh podcast. But I, I once, joking on, you can't say it. Even if it's a veterans group chat, I said in a group chat, right, I'm fuming, I'm going to wear, blow TikTok up, <laughs> joking. Uh, next minute, I was out. Uh, I get a call. The police, the police have been at my parents' house and said, uh, do you know where your son is? Uh, no. What's the registration of his car and all this kind of stuff? And I was seeing police cars everywhere, but luckily they didn't stop me. Got back. I rang, I rang up the uh, dispatch centre, like the non-emergency, and the guy mm. recognised me. He goes, I know your voice. He goes, Ricky Vett, I follow you on TikTok. This is the, uh, the, <laughs> the dispatch guy. And he goes, oh, I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. Turns out I'd been reported for, he'd said that I've got PTSD, I'm ex-bomb disposal, and I'm going to blow TikTok up. And I went... <laughs> I like, how, it's, like, it's just like saying I'm going to punch Facebook in the face how, how do you even do that oh, I is that when you got done for terrorism yeah no that was another time as well I got, <laughs> when I got done for terrorism uh, only off um, TikTok again TikTok doesn't like me um, <laughs> I got, I, all I did was innocently there's a boat in my hometown called uh, Isis which is a Greek goddess just for the record and me thinking I was being funny, I photoshopped a, a ISIS member on and a ISIS flag, posted it and went, oh, my God, they've just landed in Redka. And then next <laughs> minute, my whole phone got banned and I had to buy a new phone because I was banned off TikTok, my, my IP or whatever, banned. Okay. They're, they're so quick at banning people on TikTok, and I, it's, but, but, you know, if you make a complaint about like uh, uh, racism or something like that on there, they don't seem to do anything. Oh, but I, I've... I've I've been I've been done for the most silliest things. I put a clown emoji and get done, comment removed. Yeah, I seen a a picture of a Russian soldier with his head uh, sorry, his leg on a Ukrainian dead body's head. I reported it for 
what's it called, explicit content, doesn't go against guidelines. But sure. a clown emoji, a clown emoji does. Was that on TikTok? Yeah, I've seen that. It was one of them, you know, where you scroll through the pictures. It was literally a, a Russian soldier with, like, laughing with his thumb up, with his head on a Ukrainian soldier's body. I reported it. It said, uh, doesn't, no guidelines broken. But yet, I comment mong or clown emoji instantly fucking yeah and then i i, 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 I call someone a biff and like a, biff. a fake character by the way in my own little tiktok skits like the, the characters aren't real well, yeah. i call someone fat and it gets banned it's just a joke mm. people are offending it's like but yeah how how is that allowed and i've, I've had death threats and the comment does not get removed but if i respond i did one where someone said you should have stepped in my id and died right okay. and I just laughed it. I just did a video back laughing, like that, smiling, going, a cheesy grin. My video got taken down for bullying harassment. What? I think sometimes with TikTok, what they do Seems is they... they get a group of people together. They do it. They put the complaint in together. Was an individual complaint goes in. They don't do anything about it. Because I, I watched one of the live ones and the lives, and I've seen some of the trolls going, let's all get together and uh, group um, complain about this guy. Getting banned. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they do. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Do you know, I had a video. Uh, it was actually, they took it down. But I got it put back up. And it's actually a video. And this is quite quite sad. Uh, during the pandemic, I had a, an accident. I was on my mountain bike going down a hill. And I actually hit the side of the, the path, flew off. That was COVID. That, that would have been COVID. And, and I actually had the GoPro on my chest. And I landed on my helmet. I had a helmet on, a split in two. And I actually broke my second vertebrae in my neck. And uh, I was in hospital, you know, for uh, for a bit, and um, you know, I was I was put out for months. And uh, I actually thought it was quite a good thing. So I'd done a video about, you know, how I recovered from this accident, and uh, I actually put the put the, the accident. But I kept cutting it short. It just showed me flying off the bike. Oh, they took it down. They went explicit. You know, it was a too too explicit. And I, I put in a complaint, and uh, I said no, and then they put it back up. But can I, I just said, say it? I'm glad you clarified it was you, you said helmet on my head because if you said you fell on your helmet, I would have been. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's, I'm glad you clarified you went I had a helmet on my head. Either that or you've got. Like, that would have been yeah. wishful thinking on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> I had a helmet on my head. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> helmet on the head, yeah. Oh, oh I'll tell you what, that, that was that, 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 but yeah, that's crazy. So, um, so talking about accidents, it's completely. It, an accident didn't happen, but it's a dip that I need to spin. So we, we had this lad. Um, he was, Basically, he got attached to the EOD. He was supposed to be. He was artillery. And he was meant to be a, a infantry escort as artillery. And basically, he was an absolute fucking mom. And he got kicked off the team because he was they were making a search lane. And he just wander off out the search lane, being a fucking mom. Completely wander off out the search lane. Sully, you fucking mong. You know, so they ended up, yeah, sending him back to to Bastion. Uh, and anyways, I, I remember chatting to him and he was telling this story where he, he they'd be on exercise and the sergeant major turned on and said, right, lads, you've, you've had lack of sleep. Do not drive home. Stay at the camp this weekend. I'm telling you now, no leaving camp. He turned around and said, I'll be all right. I'll have a kind of Lucas aid. So he fucking drove home, somehow joined the M1 the wrong way. So he's, he's coming along, there's loads of traffic flying towards him, so he's dead confused. So he pulls over onto the hard shoulder, thinking, what are all these nutters doing? Uh, he looks, he's like looking at his map and that, and suddenly like a police helicopter shines a light down, 
and police come from both directions and they uh it's like get out of the car now and he, he stood there going it's all right it's fine he, yeah he's, he's this is the story he told anyways he's going i'm fine i'm fine saying, stay where you are they've got a taser on him stay where you are and he keeps walking towards him going no, it's all right and the taser apparently hits the deck uh anyways he ends up going to the what the local court you know not the big one oh the, yeah. the magistrates yeah yeah he goes there and they turn around and say, this is too serious. We can't deal with it here. He's like, what do you mean? Over the like, little microphone. And he goes, we can only give you like two years or something. And he went, anyways, he ended up fainting because he was that scared. <laughs> goes to the, uh, he ends up in the, the main one, Crown Court. And the judge is only an ex-RSM, isn't he? Oh, no. And so he's there and he goes, you're supposed to be a soldier. He's like, I've never, ever seen such a... Dis-. He starts shouting at him like an RSM, giving him shit. Because of going to Afghanistan, he got 12 points but got to keep his licence. And he just turned around and just went, you're a disgrace to the British Army. You're a fucking disgrace. You know, he, he absolutely ripped him apart and just made him... Made out he was an absolute scumbag. And I thought, what's the chance of the judge being an RSM? It's probably worse than a civil judge, isn't it? Well, to be honest, it's probably... Because oh, yeah. the fact that they would have given him two years at magistrates... It's like he sort of got off, got off lucky because obviously yeah. he didn't get any fucking time. There was, yeah. uh, Mag- magistrates can only can only bang you out for six months, I think. Or six months, and I just I just guess. Yeah. I, I, I've like, never been, I've never been, I've never been arrested. I can say for yeah, the, the, I've done some got, silly um, things. You know. Crown Court. I mean, what they, they have to go through a, a what's name anyway. They have to go to the magistrates first anyway um, to to put in their initial plea. So they would have made that decision at that stage anyway. But yeah, um, Crown Court's quite a serious court. Yeah, that's where you can get banged up for life. You know, if so you're gonna... going back, going back to the uh, obviously now you stag on the gate. So obviously us as squaddies, that's the worst thing in the world. We get told one guard, it's like for fuck's sake. But you, you took it on as like I want to be a stagger honor. A stagger honor, mag on, <laughs> no, no, no mag, no rifle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, right. the job. One, one of the guys that I that I used. To, well, he's, he's left now. He used to work with me. He's a ex Raf Reg, and he oh, said, yeah. uh, oh, when, I, "When I when I yeah, that's what I thought." When when he, he said, when I, was, "When I was in when I was in the Raf," he said, "This used to be we used to get this job uh, when we done something wrong." <laughs> wow! <laughs> but it's it, not. You know, you know the Raf Reg is basically uh, Raf Reg. Then it's the SAS from SBS. You know that them top top three. Then absolutely. So, do you know this, what? This I, I've, ju- I've just thought of a story as well. Um, I'm just trying to fucking figure it out. So, when we was in Cyprus, there was um, there was like a like a medic who lived in like the other block next to us. And uh, she bought a car from, I can't remember the name of the fucking place. It was like a car place that everyone goes to. Andy's Motors. Bought a car from there. Fucking fuck. sound dodgy as fuck. She, <laughs> she pulled up in camp and there's cats everywhere in Cyprus. I don't know if you've ever been, but. Cats absolutely everywhere. And she ran one over by accident. And obviously, our our company caught wind of it. And we were like, fucking hell, chat bitch. So she parked up a car. One of the lads took it upon himself to be a vigilante. And he's fucking, oh, he's, wow. he's walked over to the car with some spray paint. Spray painted cat killer on the side of the car. Okay, I knew and that then, was coming. And then torched the car. What? So, yeah. So you've got fire brigade waking everyone up, fucking putting out this fire. All lads like, what the fuck's going on here? And obviously this lad's like, oh, fuck no, I don't have a clue. Fucking look, spread cat killer outside a car as well. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. So and he, he torched his own handy good work. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it, you could still see it though. Fucking get on. Uh, oh, you could still see it. Uh, but yeah, this, this is how mental this guy was. 
So we had a Turnbull. Obviously, Ricky, you understand what I'm saying? Here. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So we had a Turnbull in our fucking block, and he was, um, he was what? What are they called? Not block keeper. What? What the fuck? What are they called? Is a block keeper? But no, so he ba- basically hands but out all. He, he basically hands out all the fucking bedding. Um, oh. Uh... You know, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, yeah, I know what it's you mean. not. I can't fucking remember now. But anyway, so he's gone. Yeah. So he's gone all the way to the top floor. Bear in mind, he lives on the bottom floor. Gone, gone all the way to the top. Last fucking room on the left, and he's gone. Hey, lad, I need some fucking. I need some fresh bedding. Don't know what's happened to his. And uh, oh no, T- Turnbull's like, nah, uh, fucking, come, come see me tomorrow. But by the way, he's pissed up as fuck, and he's like, right, fuck you then. Start smashing up the block, and along the stairwell, you've got windows, obviously, all all framed up nice. And he's that, honestly, mate, he's that jacked. He's pushed the windows out of the frame. Absolutely demolished the block, mate. You should have seen the Sergeant Major's face. He was like, right, going to Colchester. Fucking, that was him gone. <laughs> See, this, this I'm about to say now, you've reminded me of Dave, but it sounds like I was being a fanny, but I swear I wasn't because I was smashed. We're in the Falklands, right? And me and two of the lads, we went down to Stanley. And we're supposed to be staying. You can get some accommodation down in, in Stanley. Um, but we took, a, we took a Land Rover down. and. Anyways, he was a big lad, this lad. He was on, he was on steroids, about six foot odd. It was a fucking unit. Anyways, we, we, just, we went to this, like, they didn't sell beer at this place, so we were stealing other people's beer because between the legs, we ran beers. I'm on a dance floor, you know, dancing away. Seen my mates, and the, the Marines were ashore, and they all go out in, in rig because they were respected over there. So there's about five of them, six of them, like at the boarding party, basically. So about six Marines, all wearing the fucking green lids and that. And I look over, and my mate's got a Marine on his back. And I thought, oh, look, he's dancing with the Marines. He's making friends. Uh, turns out they were filling him in. I, just, I thought he was carrying them around on his back. Like, you know, <laughs> must have been trying to choke him out. I thought he was, like, dancing with them on his shoulders and that. But it turns out they're, like, filling him in. And I'm just, like, giving him a thumbs up, like, happy days, lad. <laughs> Everyone says that. I, I swear, like, on my kids' lives, I wasn't. I honestly thought I was pissed off to see my mate with a load of Marines jumping on him and thinking, yeah, he's... Big lads, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and yeah. that night, that same night, though, uh, my other mate, drunk drove with him in, left me in Stanley. So I, I was on my own in Stanley. The drunk drove back to camp, got caught. The, the civil police had rang it through. So as soon as they got back, the RAF police arrested them. And um, I was stuck in Stanley. I went back to this bird that I'd been seeing. She fell out with me. And so I got kicked out of there. And I walked around, couldn't find anywhere to sleep. But over there, it's so safe. I slept in the public toilets. And I was, it was, I grabbed a cat, because this is where the cat come in. There was a cat, and so I got a cat. And I cuddled a cat in the public toilet. And I'd keep <laughs> turning the heat, and the heating would come on. You pull a little, like a little cord, and the heating would come on for five minutes. And I had to fall asleep with my head against a wall, cuddling a cat in, in a public toilet. That's I mean, fucking mad, isn't it? Um, you couldn't make you, it up. It sounds like you, you, between us, but you know. Yeah, warn that. What you when you were saying earlier on, you just reminded me of something I forgot to mention uh, when when you were saying about the bloke set fire to the uh, the car. Yeah, prior to going into the police, I was actually in the fire service as well. Yeah, man. that's another me. service. So yeah, I've done I've done almost all the services except the ambulance. So I was in the fire service not long though. Uh, yeah, I've seen some uh, strange things in there as well. Make most of it on actually on station. Very very strange uh, uh, things go on. Well, especially on station at night time when if you go to sleep, if you're a probie and you go to sleep, uh, well, no, you don't sleep when you're a probie and you're on nights, you don't sleep for the first three months. I don't know if you got that, if you had that in the army, did you? Oh, we, we well, don't sleep for fun anyway. 
Sleep. Oh, well, sleep. you know, sleep. You, know, like, you know, you're allowed to go to sleep after twelve o'clock in the in the um, fire service when when you're on nights because it's a seven to seven shift. Uh, you're allowed to, you know, and let, when when an alarm goes off, obviously you, you sort of jump out and you go to your position on the pump, so the pump to fire engine. Um, but if you're a probie, you don't do it. Uh, what happened to me was um, uh, they they actually uh, put small figure in my boots once. And if you're doing what we call the baco, even in training they do this to you. Uh, if you're what we call the baco breathing apparatus control. Uh, the big joke will be is that your boots and and your uh, tunic is in the, the the pump in the engine already, and you'll run out and you'll just put your feet straight in. And of course, if you're the baker, you're standing outside while everyone's inside uh, in the fire, and you're having to uh, mark the board who's gone in and gone out. And you're standing there for like two hours with full figure in your boots, uh, getting freezing cold. So <laughs> they were the sort of tricks that they used to do to you if you're a pro. Oh, I got, so, I got lied to. In, in training, I got lied to. Someone said if you put deep heat on your your ball sack, it felt really amazing. Uh, oh, I was a young lad. I was sixteen, and I thought, oh, happy days. I went, oh, bang a wank out with some deep heat, put it oh, on, and it wasn't. It was not. It was not pleasurable. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was uh, teabagging the sink for about twenty minutes. Mate, was was stuff like initiations and like fucking um, hazing. We had lads getting sent to the stores <laughs> looking for glass hammers. You know, yeah, ha- yeah, hammers yeah. made out of sure. glass. Yeah, there was like glass. Oh, a bit, bit like bit like the long wait. Yeah, and, the and long taking, wait. Doing exhaust fume tests, getting lads with a bin like bin bags, putting <laughs> yeah. them on the uh, on on the exhaust, so we do emission checks. And oh, there's so many of them. I can't even. I can't. We we so a long, a long wait. My we, favorite was always a long wait. Go and get a long wait or a long stand. And I, I got told to go sign for a body bag. Right, I was going to Iraq. Go to the stores and sign for a body bag. And I was like, body bag? Yeah, yeah, you need to take one with you. Not, it's not just for you, for, you know, for, for anyone else. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so then I was, and I got there and they just gave me a carrier bag, a black bin bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm packing a black bin bag in me fucking kit, <laughs> like, you know, putting in me webbing, thinking this is me body bag. <laughs> Would you, it was the army you were in, wasn't it, Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, both of us was like, I, I was, well, yeah, I'll I tell was you what. There was a lad uh, on Thursday uh, come up to to the section. I mean, and uh, it was a box delivered for him. A great, well, no, it was about three boxes big, and and we got turnstiles that you go through, and uh, and he, he was trying to get the boxes through the turnstile, and you have to touch your badge against the turnstile, and uh, of course he couldn't get through. And I said to him, "Why don't you go through the vehicle gate? It's much bigger." And his his response was, uh, "I'm army. You don't you don't think for yourself when you're in the army." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought straight away. I thought oh, I've got to tell that one already. Well, yeah, one, one of my funniest my funniest memories was when like my first unit, like no, I went off nines and uh, well, I, I was telling you the other day, Dave, about I was the commanding officer for some reason. I was so proud of his rank. If the CO's car, it was a Vectra, was driving on camp. He had to salute his car, like he was the fucking queen or something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would, I, I was a guy just arrived to unit, and I got told to take him round. So I'm, I'm facing the opposite direction, looking at the arrivals chip. Sorry. Next minute, oh, hey. and I was like, "Hello, sir." I quickly banged a salute up, and he's like, "Don't you salute the CEO's car?" And I was like, "I was like, sorry, sir. I was facing that way, and I was looking down." He went, "Well, Peter, 
start switching on pay more attention. I'm like, what? Like, I wasn't on patrol. I was just fucking, I was on camp looking at a fucking arrivals shit. Like, it's different. If if it was, if, you know what I mean? If I was in the middle of fucking Iraq or Afghanistan, then fair play. Like, you know, there's, there's a, a firefight going on and I'm just like being a, a willow, just fucking wandering around, not knowing what's going on. But he's, he's having to go at me for not, do you know what we we had, we had that thing at fucking we had, did you ever do a Tosca? Uh, Tosca, Tosca. Yeah, Tosca. So Cyprus. It's in Cyprus. Yeah. You went to it, yeah. Yeah. So obviously you have, you have to salute the UN vehicles, don't you? So we had we had a fucking we we had a new lad rock up, uh, four lengths smudge right, believe it or not, and um, one of the lads was like. Right, so we've got the fucking, we've got the OC inspecting the cameras. So obviously, what we want you to do while you're on the front gate is walk up to the front gate camera and we'll radio through when he's watching so you can salute him through the camera. (laughs) So you've got got this, so you've got this new lad saluting a camera and fucking up up blocks on the other side just recording the fucking screen going, what a dickhead. (laughs) When I was in Cyprus, right, it was the, was it the. 25th, I can't remember, it was the 27th anniversary of the Falklands War. And at the time, obviously, we've got the British, Slovakians, Hungarians and Argentinians. And we were undermanned because we were fitting CCTV in the buffer zone. And so we had two Argentinian soldiers with us. And guess what? We're watching BFPS in Cyprus. And then suddenly it's playing all the war footage of like Argentinians surrendering. Stuff <laughs> and they're sat in a, like, imagine how awkward that would be. You're just sat in a room with like, I don't know, Eight, eight British squaddies, and we're watching uh, them surrender. They, they close their eyes, mate, and pretend to be asleep. I did feel sorry for them. Can you imagine yeah. how embarrassing that would be? Like um, a war you lost, and you sat around with a British squad. We're all like, yeah, you know, <laughs> seeing them all surrender, like fucking loving, being dead patriotic. And then, it's like uh, an extreme footy match. But Have you, uh, are you guys aware of the, how they've changed the um, the punishment system in in the military now? No, oh, God. Uh, Red it's, card. It's, not, it's not not that long ago. It's just changed uh, a little while ago. You know, you used to have to scrub the cobbles and things like that, real shit jobs. It's now called the, the punishment must fit the crime. Oh, so you, they don't get sweet. I've seen, I've actually seen them stood outside where, where they've um, failed to Wait, turn 10 up. 10 minutes later, parade. parade. But, well, I've seen, I've seen one, he failed to turn up for parade, and I've seen him scrubbing the cobbles. But... Months later, when that that came in, I seen another bloke who'd done exactly the same offence, and I seen the um, uh, well, uh, it was a CPO actually went out to him, you know, uh, the 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 Navy CPO, because uh, he was on that on that particular course, because a lot of them are, are mixed sort of like um, Army and uh, Navy on those courses, and he went out and he just went, "Have you had a good day to him?" And he went, "Yeah," and he just gave him a little bollocking and off he went. Fuck whereas like, whereas when like when you were in. You'd have been, you know, like the old days used to be peeling spuds, oh, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you a story. I, I was telling you the other day, Dave. I, I was literally not even being punished. I was on, it, it was in Northern Ireland again. I was, I was on guard and I literally, the Irish, he had everyone who, he had minimal staff on guard because he wanted, Princess Anne was coming. So he wanted everyone scrubbing the camp. But he had people with any utility you could get, whether it was a spoon, a fork, getting with every weed on the whole camp. And I thought, oh, happy days, I'm on guard. I'm going to get left alone. So I do my little stint till I was on the gate. Next minute, right, come outside. It's like the soil outside HQ needs to turn off so it's fresh. So I, <laughs> I'm there. I, I had to improvise and make a tool to, to turn all the soil over. Then the skips, there was two skips. They, they had lids. 
and he made me get in them to make them of equal rubbish, even though <laughs> there was a, a lid. And I, I was like, do you think Princess Anne is going to go and lift the lid and go, why are these bins of not equal level? You know, she was actually, she was in our camp um, about two months ago, or, or just, mm, just like two, well, nearly three months ago. That, that uh, was a gen date. That's a gen date. I know it sounds ridiculous, but I swear that's a gen date. Equal rubbish levels. I've heard, I've heard a date, and I don't know where I've heard it from, but supposedly it was like, I think it was like on the last podcast we we were asking people like what they were doing to get out of work, like to make themselves look busy. And this, yeah. This guy had emailed in saying that he just walked up to a wheelie bin and just wheelie like just wheeled it all the way around camp. He just kept walking around in circles and all that. So like, what what are you doing there? It's like, oh, I'm just doing doing areas, mate. And he just walked around for half an hour. And then when he disappeared, obviously there's like, right, okay, that's his fucking. He can go back to his room. He's sound. He's been working all day. It's true. I always got taught as a young age. I got taught get a clipboard and get a clipboard, first braid sheet on it, and just walk around with a clipboard, and no one will question you. If you walk around with with a pace, looking concentrating with a clipboard, and like thinking with a pen in your mouth, chewing it, like like, like (laughs) no one will question that. appearance. I got to the stage though when I was a non-smoker so then I would get jobs because everyone was smoking and I'd stand with the smokers and smoking's classed as busy so I was stood there and they went oh Ricky you're not smoking do this job and I'm like I've done 10 jobs today (laughs) and these these fuckers have just stood smoking tabs all day and that's classed as oh you're busy can't disturb your smoke Honestly, mate, smoking in the army is ridiculous, mate. It's uh, oh, by the way, the the camp I'm on is a no smoking camp. They've got outside, but when you get inside, when yeah, when you get inside, they've got the thing you mentioned the other day, Ricky. They've got um the the old American um, smoking shelters in there, and and people still go in there and smoke. And yet on the gate, it's got this is no smoking uh, camp. Camp was no smoking. I can't work that one out. It was, it was no smoke in the rooms, but people still did it. A bit of cling film over your uh, fire detector. So you can't okay. you can't smoke at Harrogate now, supposedly. So you'd have, you'd have you, like, you can't get out of camp either because you're a crow, so you can't even get off the base. So you've got you've got screws going to the fucking JS going right, lads. We know you smoke. Where do you do it? And then like the JS will just lead them into the showers. So when when I when, when I was when I was at Harrogate, so we didn't weird. have armed guards. We didn't have armed guards when I was at Harrogate because it just started the, the new place. And so, lads, I never did it because I was a fanny. They were climbing over the fence, going on the piss in Liverpool, getting taxis to Liverpool, <laughs> and then coming back and climbing back over the fence because there was no patrols. Oh, Ricky, I need to know. Did you ever go to um, Spartans or uh, fucking Spartans. Winston's in Harrogate? No, but... Did well, I, it's in Leeds. No, but, no, but I told you when, when I got caught in the hotel, didn't I? Yeah, you told me about that. I think you said it on the last podcast. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I got fucked, so it put me off. That's one night out, and I, I completely fucked it. it. cost me seven days, rops, mate, worst thing of my life. I think there's still that one bloke in Harrogate, obviously. I don't want to fucking spoil it for the lads. Yeah. In fact, fuck it, they're only crow anyway. It's, it's um, there's there's a bloke that all the crow go to, and I don't know the name of the shop, and he, he knows that the crow, he knows they're under 18. And he, and he sells, sells them binds. alcohol. Sells them binds. Don't sell them booze, but we used to always go to him. It's weird though with the locals, like because they, they know what week the you're on and what you're doing next. Guys, before, before I before I go, uh, can I just say there was something that you raised at the beginning, uh, Ricky. Uh, sorry to stop you there, but no, you right. mentioned about Richard Jones. Yeah, yes. 
he was a lance corporal um and he said that he, he had to, well he did have to leave the army because if you, it is true if you're earning more you've got, you got to leave it, yeah but we, he heard it but i've never known anyone make that much no, money to find it's, out <laughs> it's uh it, it, i spoke with richard about that but but richard was lucky because when he won britain's got talent uh, I mean, I think he got a quarter of a million, or I'm not sure if it's quarter of a million or half Me. a million. I, and he still carried on being a lunchjack. Um, well, he, what happened was um, he told me because I, I met him at um, a place called Conjuring at the court, and he was doing a, a, a demo, and we were talking about. I said to him, uh, I was moaning about the, the money that they were paying me for a gig that I was doing, and he says, "Well, think yourself lucky because I'm I'm actually doing um, you know um, Armed Forces Day, and I'm not getting paid at all." And I said, how come? And he said, well, they give me a special contract. He goes, I've got a, a unique contract that I can go off and do all my magic um, and do all my magic gigs and everything. Um, and I can come in and work the hours that suit me. Uh, but if there's any magic gigs, I have to do them free for the military. So he was, he had a, he had a good little contract, but that ran out. What happened was um, they eventually they, they said, look, you're earning too much or whatever. And he, he left. Uh, but he's a bit. He was little. He was a little bit sensitive about it. Actually, I, I, I didn't. He likes the military. He told me he loves the military and tries to keep oh, he, involved he loves with it. it. Yeah. But I mean, he's 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 ended up winning. Britain's Got Talent. He's got fame. He's got loads of money. Why would you want to carry on being paid pennies, getting treated like shit, when you can live the fame life? He could have milked it to fuck, and he hasn't. He hasn't really he, milked it. No, he really loved that job. He was saying about it. Not not to me. He said about it on a TV program. He said that every day was different. He'd, he'd be going in and tending to horses one day because he was in the version of the queen's band i can't remember his uh his, his but, yeah he's, he's uh yeah. what we call him the wank the horses off uh, mongs <laughs> horse but he off, yeah. yeah he he um basically yeah i i see him I'll, I'll probably see him at the magic circle when i when i guess normally where we we bump into each other but we we both got come on stuck in a, a competition not last year i think it was like the year before we both we both was he was a judge and i was in the competition and it was supposed to be going on amazon prime and uh, they filmed it. He spent all day filming it. My bit was done from video from, from home. And um, anyway, he put me through. He went, oh, yeah, you know, he had to let on. He didn't know me because, like, he was the only magician on the thing. And uh, the guy um, the guy in charge of the competition, he, he did a runner with the money or something. And um, he, it all went bust and no one got paid. And when I, when I met Richard, I said, did you get, get your payment? He went, no. He said, um, he said, never got paid at all. So I think he spent like a, a whole day filming it um, somewhere, and he, he never got paid. So yeah, it, it, he's had his rough experiences as well. So I wouldn't call that rough. I wouldn't call that rough. Like, have you ever done well, not so graveyard shit on Snug? I know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I think I sent you a video of it, didn't I, Ricky? The, the video, of the competition. I sent you a copy of it. Uh, didn't Possibly. I send you a link? Yeah, and it shows him sitting at the table, and it shows me doing the magic. But yeah, he got he got yeah. But bearing in mind that he he probably lost something stupid like five thousand pounds that day. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of money, you know. Yeah, to us, but to him, probably. Well, to him, maybe nothing. Yeah, but he, he was all right about it. He was okay when when he told me. He 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 just went. I'm gonna let it go. So because he's a nice bloke, isn't he. So because I'm a chauffeur, I'm gonna try and get um, when I get him on the podcast. I'm gonna try and see if he needs a driver. Traveling, I can get him on the country and that, you know. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's doing. A, well, he's, he's busy at the moment because there's a lot of work with Christmas coming up and everything. Yeah, but, he's a driver. But yeah, oh yeah, he, he'll he need a driver. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Britain's got another mate of mine was on Britain's Got Talent. It's limited, really, because after the show, uh, people start to forget who you are. But with Richard, he won it. He's the only magician that ever won it. Uh, Britain's Got Talent. You know, he's the only 
one ever to win it. Whereas a mate of mine got on there during the pandemic. No one knows him now. He's he's um, he's got no work coming in. Um, whereas if you come off that show and people know you straight away, you get you get a lot of work. But uh, there you go. Well, we'll it's... call it. We'll call it. We'll call it a day. Um, but on that note, I've applied for what's it called? Squid Games. So fingers crossed. Squid oh, Games. Oh, well, thank you very much for having episode. me on. Thanks for no, well, thanks for inviting me on, gents. It's all right. Very welcome, sir. Next time we'll try and get some paper cups and string uh, to make the cons a bit easier. Yeah. My my apologies on that. <laughs> I've already reminded you of. I tell you what, I say, I say that to the NPGS every day going in. I go, your radios are so crap. You should have just have two cups and a string at no, a lot better. I'm not. not I don't want to be. A, I don't want to be a bully or a you know. But I think it's it's you. It's you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Blame me. Am I the problem? Sweet. <laughs> right, that's it. Suicidal. Suicidal. <laughs> All right. Been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for coming on. It'll be good. Thanks, now. Thanks very much. Good night. Take care, brother. See you in a bit. Ricky. Yes. Before we close off, what we'll do, uh, we'll plug it in here now. Uh, right. So, obviously, yeah. we've got our guest that's just finished there. Um, yeah. I'll be streaming on Twitch uh, at least once a week. So for people listening and wanting to interact with me like more live, um, Ricky at some point will be streaming with me. Um, so I'm basically, I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to get a PC now. I'm getting my friend who's IT nerd. He's going to build, build me a computer that can do the stuff. Um, I've, I've ordered, I've ordered a gaming chair and all that. fancy like pretty lights and all them blue lights and shit. It's going to, you know. We'll get it all decked up. So obviously. Microphone. I- yeah, is that something you need? Get yourself a blue Yeti. That's what I've got at the minute. My, my mate's giving me one for free. He's, he said it's, it's worth about a couple hundred quid and he's giving it for free. That's fine. You'll have to send me a picture of what oh. it is. But, yeah, so YouTube videos will st- be starting to get uploaded. It'll sort of be me playing with different members of the community, different games. Say what? Playing? Playing. With, T- with touching members? Touching each other okay, up. With good. members. Sounds good. Sounds good. Playing with members and... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Fucking hell, I'm squaddy talk. You can't say I'm going to be playing with members. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'll say whatever I want, mate. Like, you can play with members. So um, it's not illegal anymore. I don't think there's anything else to cover, unless there's something you want to cover now, Ricky, as well. I'll, no, I'll save the dip for next time. The adjutant dip, but I'll save that for next time. It's, it's, been, it's been over an hour, so... Yeah, so, so we've covered Twitch, YouTube, anything on TikTok. Um. Uh, yeah, obviously, at the minute, I'm ill, and I was at a fucking funeral yesterday, and the week itself has been absolutely fucking mental. So I've not got had a chance... Chip, basically. Yeah, I've got a biff chip, basically. I've got a biff chip, mate. I've got a compassion at the same time, so... It, technically, I'm... it said, it said uh, excuse from podcast, but he, he came on, fair play to him. Yeah, well... <laughs> oh, well, yeah, and then we've got one tomorrow as well. Hopefully, I'll be a bit more... I know, more yeah, we've got, we've got tomorrow a vegan soldier, so... Yeah, well, obviously... Everyone, everyone hates him. I keep getting sent... This walls, so yeah, we'll 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 rinse him. Just so people aren't confused, we're recording it tomorrow, but it'll be released a week after this one. So yeah, <laughs> but we'll rinse him. We'll rinse him. All right, sorted. Happy Bye. Ricky. Peace out. All right, see you in a bit.